So, <laughs> it's another one of those days. <laughs> hey everyone, Dana here with Bad Blessed and Only Dustin LLC, the original Bad Queen of the Round Table. I'm excited to be with you on today because I got something to say. Had a treacherous weekend. And the reason why I had a treacherous weekend was because I was in Facebook jail for 24 hours. And then my internet service, it gave me, one, I was just without internet. Okay, let's just first say that. I was without internet. And the message it gave me on my computer was, cannot connect to broadband, DSL not traceable. And I'm just like, what? I do everything I need to, to reboot, reset, re-everything. And I'm just like, first Facebook jail, now no internet. What does this mean? And sidebar here, did you know that when there are things not running in your house, how quiet the house is? Not because, okay, people aren't doing anything, you're, you know, you're focused on internet and blah, 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 you have all this noise going on, but no, the the extra current, quote unquote, that isn't there, your house is so quiet. So... It took all of me to figure out what was going on and I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So I finally got a hold of the internet provider and they sent someone out right away, got me up and running within an hour. Um, But the wires that my box is in is like atrocious. They said the box needs to be replaced or they need to get you new wiring. Okay, fine. And I'm talking about the box that's on the pole outside. Not the box in the house, but the box that's on the pole outside. What's happened here in everything that, that went on the entire weekend, because there was a few other things that went on, it allowed me to get really quiet, sit with God, talk with God, be angry for a little bit for some things, um, read some books, finish some books, do, it messed up my entire Kindle reading insights, but nonetheless, um, it was uh, another eye-opener. And the reason why I say another eye-opener is because earlier part of this year, I think it was March, um, I was... And Facebook jail again. So to have this come back around, and it's just like, I don't understand what the heck this is with Facebook. I mean, they're trying to protect themselves. I get it. They're trying to make sure that others are protected. I get it. Um, It's overkill. Okay? Especially for those of us when it's just general comments and conversation, whatever, whatever. And this comes back back after a friend of mine went into Facebook jail for a comment that he made that was probably no big deal. Nonetheless, 
24-hour Facebook jail can really hurt you as an entrepreneur. But that's not what I want to talk about. I I don't want to talk about the treacherous weekend. I don't want to talk about Facebook jail, although this is called jail time. And this podcast segment is called Jail Time because of all of the different things that I learned during this time. I would like to say, I would like to be encouraged, you know, encourage myself to think that people that are in, people that are in what you call, people that are incarcerated, just simple as that, that when they get, when we talk about they can be rehabilitated, they can, they can change, you know, what happens? I would venture to say that my being in quote unquote Facebook jail allowed me to feel, to sit and, and kind of be rehabilitated Thinking about things that happened from Saturday morning all the way through to Monday morning. And here's my insights. Many times you have seen on social media where people say, hey, when people show you who they really are, believe them, right? And, you know, People have said many times to other people, hey, sometimes what you say is a little too strong, a little too bold. People aren't ready for that, right? Okay. Then there comes this time where I remember seeing a minister say once before a little snippet of people will treat you exactly how you show them how to treat you. And so with those three things, I want to kind of tie in why I say I I really believe that, you know, people can be rehabilitated when they're in jail and whatnot, you know, they're incarcerated because when you sit down and you have to think about all of those things, all of those bad things, you either become bitter, you either become suicidal, you either become belligerent to whomever is around you. Or you start learning from your mistakes. I learned from my mistakes. One, the Facebook jail thing. Okay, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to not talk to you, Facebook. I'm going to talk through my business pages and that's it. But on general stuff, I'm not talking to you. I learned that. This will be the second time that I had to learn that. But the other things, the other things that happened, the the internet not figuring out what was going on, not being able to create the content that I needed to create so that my social media platforms would not look bare and that I was not being as consistent as I was trying to be in this business challenge that I'm in. Something personal that happened to me that, you know, I'm, I'm, don't understand why people just keep punching me, not, you know, not slapping me, not pinching my cheeks, you know, not doing me wrong, but they just really keep punching me in the gut left and right. Okay. I had all that time to think. I had all that time to prepare. Oh, yes, I did fold laundry. Oh, yes, I did move furniture. Oh, yes. 
I did clean this. I did clean that. Yes, yes. I had the time to do all of that. But the best thing that I I did in the middle of all of this was I had conversations with God. I asked questions and I got answers. But some of those answers hurt. Why? There comes a time when you are incarcerated with yourself and your issues and the things that you have to deal with, that you realize who you are, what you're capable of, and what you may have to change. I thought to myself, Lord, people hate me and I don't understand why. People hate me. How am I going to make this work so people don't have to hate me? And God said, let them hate you. Because that's not your problem. Let me say that a little louder. Let them hate you because that's not your problem. It's theirs. But God, it's nobody on this journey with me, but me and your son, Jesus. Okay, what's the problem? So when I had to pull myself together and I had to, you know, after this prayer time and this conversation with God, I got up and I'm like, you know what? I know how to handle this. I know how to survive this. I know how to get through this. I know how to make this. I know how to make this work. I know how to make things happen. I can, I, I got this. So I took control. Because if God said it's not my problem, let them hate me. And if God said to move in the midst of, that's all I had to do. So I started cleaning up and in cleaning up, uh, I started folding clothes and, you know, finishing up laundry and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, this can go here. This can go there. I started to organize my clothing and, and, and moving winter coats over to the open winter closet because it's winter here. You know, it's, it's the weather is strange, but it's supposed to be winter. I started hanging up things that need to be hung up and taking things off hangers that didn't need to be on hangers, folding them up, putting them away. I have a a bag now for Goodwill. I did all of that. I moved furniture. I plugged in a new TV. I I, I set it up in my my walk-in closet. Yes, I do. I have a television in my walk-in closet. I'm sorry. Um, I did so many different things. I I cleaned off my jewelry display whatever you call it. And I felt so accomplished because the jewelry was all over the place. And I had to clean off the jewelry display in order to see the jewelry and say, oh, wow, I didn't, I forgot I had this. Oh, wow, I forgot I had that. And then I sat down to read this book. And I'll tell you the name of it one another day, but I sat down to read this book and I I had already started it, 
a few days ago. But as I got deeper into the first couple of chapters, I realized that this book was right on time for me to start reading now because while I was pulling things together and doing what I needed to do to, you know, know that I have this and I don't have to succumb to the pain and the emotional turmoil that was happening in my day over this weekend, I realized that, you know, I'm surviving. And this book talked about being a black woman survivor. Not of cancer, not of some illness, not of not of day-to-day life, but a survivor of things that are explainable or unexplainable, which could be day-to-day life. I take that back. See, this jail time helped me get a perspective on me. I can't blame anybody else for how I act and react to the things that are happening to me or the things that may happen to me or what my future may hold. I can't blame anyone but myself. So if I don't put myself in front of what may be a problem, I will never understand the strength that I have and how I can use my survival skills to help me. This is not how some criminals, because some criminals do, but this is not how some criminals return to, you know, doing what they know to do. This is how you learn. You're rehabilitated and you make a change. When the people came and they fixed my internet and they explained to me the issues, I'm like, okay, I'll make a phone call. We'll handle this. I'm good. But I knew immediately I was making a change because of how things came about. I am someone who doesn't do problems. I do solutions. And in doing solutions, I'm the, basically I'm a problem solver, right? That's the simplest term. But let's just put it back to what I said. I don't do problems. I do solutions. And in doing solutions, I realized that one of my survival skills is making sure I'm good By understanding my part in everything. So I made a mistake on Facebook. I did. So I should have made the internet service come and upgrade the box that's on the pole that that controls my internet a year ago. I also should not have let my mind, body, and soul be tied into people who could care less about me. Your jail time, I want you to take just these few pointers here. Your jail time, quote unquote, needs to be you reflecting on you, the part you play in any situation, and how you get out. You no longer have to make it work because 
By faith, you know it's going to be okay. So you no longer have to make it work. And you no longer have to, you know, see the end result in order to know that you can handle it. God called you to this life so you know that you can handle it. And as someone said to me a couple of days ago, yeah, but I may not want to hear it. I may not want to hear that God's not going to put on, on me any more than I can bear. And I totally understand that. Then don't hear it. As long as you know it. So this is what I know now that my jail time is over. I'm not returning to that place of being hurt, ridiculed, and forgotten about. I'm not returning to that place of not taking responsibility, being bitter, and being angry. I am not returning to that place where I am not accomplishing the things that I need to accomplish and using my experiences to share and do what I need to do. I'm not returning to that place. Why? I'll tell you why, and I'll leave you with this. Because I am Dana Williamson, the original bad queen of the round table. God bless. Have a wonderful rest of your day.